from the Sky News Centre at 7. Rishi Sunak says we're on a very slippery slope if extremists intimidate us into changing the way Parliament works. The Prime Minister's been reacting to the chaos that unfolded in the House of Commons during a debate on a Gaza ceasefire. Speaker Sir Lindsay Hoyles apologised, but more than 60 MPs want him to stand down. The scouts have been referred to the police as an inquest rules a teenager was unlawfully killed during a trip in 2018. It's happened at Great Orme in North Wales. Matt Steele has more. 16-year-old Ben Leonard was walking with Reddish Explorer scouts from Greater Manchester when, separated from leaders, he slipped and fell around 200 feet. During the inquest, his mother accused the Scout Association of disgusting treatment of her family. It says it's determined to learn and has already changed safety rules but it faces a police inquiry after being accused by the coroner of conspiracy to pervert the course of justice. More details been given about legislation being introduced to clear the names of hundreds of sub-postmasters wrongly convicted in the Horizon scandal. The government says the possible exoneration of some genuinely guilty of crimes is a price worth paying. Post Office Minister Kevin Hollenrake says people need to be fairly compensated. We have introduced optional fix-some awards at £600,000 for victims with overturned convictions and £75,000 for group litigation order members as a swift means to settlement. The mother of Russia's opposition leader Alexei Navalny says she's finally seen his body a week on from his death, but she claims officials are trying to blackmail her into holding a private burial. Former Barcelona and Brazil footballer Dani Alves has been jailed for four and a half years for sexual assault. He attacked a woman in a nightclub in 2022. And Celtic goalkeeper Joe Hart's retiring from football at the end of the season. He turns 37 in April. That's the latest. I'm Fader Silver. We are. We are. Castle Down FM. We are. We are. Castle Down FM. Sounds interesting. With Steve G. Well, welcome along to tonight's uh, edition of uh, the programme. And uh, what we're going to be exploring tonight is uh, Tamla Motown music, which uh, had a massive effect on the charts in the 1960s and 1970s. Uh, from the iconic label came Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder, to name just two of its biggest selling artists. So uh, we're really going to try and get on with uh, Tamla Motown tonight. And uh, to start us off, let's uh, get it on with Marvin Gaye. Love you. Let's 
to the 60s, the British music scene uh, never had it so good. Uh, the country was gripped actually by Beatlemania, which expanded into uh, a Mersey Beat explosion, while London lads, uh, the Rolling Stones and Newcastle's The Animals, to name but two, offered healthy competition with their own kind of fiery brand of R&B. And the styling and rawness of their music was slavishly copied from their American peers. Regrettably, some of their mentors never enjoyed British success, but happily Motown had made it and continued to make great strides in introducing more acts to its new audience. Uh, those whose uh, strides crossed Europe and into Japan were, for example, Steve Wonder and Martha and the Vandellas, who were attracting capacity audiences in Tokyo, Austria, and uh, even the U.S. Air Force, uh, Air Force bases. So it's true to say that uh, by the mid-60s, uh, Motown had grown beyond all expectations, and its founder, Barry Gordon Jr., was an extremely rich man, rich in money and rich in music, and we're going to explore that this evening. Uh, we're going to play a track now from uh, Smokey Robinson, uh, and in fact, the hit we're going to play, uh, Being With You, uh, was a number one for two weeks uh, in May 81, so even then, Tommy Motown was still uh, an influence. But his first... Uh, single that he ever had was in uh, December 67 on the 27th of December just after Christmas uh, with a track called uh, I Second That Motion but only got number 27 but we're going to have that uh, track as I say from 81 this is Being With You Ooh, 
being with you from Smokey Robinson. Well, it's worth mentioning the Motown US tours from 1964 to 65, because in addition to its recording activities, Motown Records also ran its own publishing company called Jabit, and uh, a management company, International Talent Management, or ITM. Uh, in the early 60s, live appearances by its recording artists were just about the only aspect not yet controlled by the label. Label boss Barry Gordy uh, probably never explained the Motown reviews to his artists in such terms, preferring to all the virtues of label promotion and touring with people you knew and liked, but there can be little doubt that in both the short and long term the reviews were extremely beneficial to Motown. So let's uh, have uh, one of its biggest artists now. This is Dan Ross, and this is uh, I'm Still Waiting. <laughs>
that was the uh, US female vocalist Diana Ross. Her real name actually was Diana Earl. And before starting her successful solo career, uh, this supremely talented lady was lead singer of the most popular female group of the 1960s, the Supremes. Uh, she sang on hit singles for 33 successive years and has amassed more chart albums in the UK than any other US female uh, that there has been. And that uh, track, I'm Still Waiting, uh, was a number one for four weeks in July 71. Uh, it did get a remake as well in uh, 1991. Well, uh, I'm going to play now a track from uh, the Four Tots. Well, I want to just tell you a bit about them. Uh, the uh, Four Tots were first originally known as the Four Ames. Uh, Levi Stubbs, Duke Farrakh, Lawrence Payton, uh, Obie Benson grew up together in the north end of Detroit. And one of the first times they entered together was uh, entertained together was at the high school graduation party in 1954. And two years later, they recorded their first single, Could It Be You? and uh, backed by Kiss Me Baby for Chess Records. However, a name change was necessary because there was already a group actually known as the Ames Brothers. So the four topped were born. And uh, we're going to play you one of their great tracks, which is called I Can't Help Myself. For everyone, we are Castle Down FM. Sounds interesting with Steve G. 
the uh, Four Tops with Reach Out, I'll Be There. Well, we're going to uh, talk about the Ruffin brothers, uh, Jimmy and David, and actually both were extremely talented and both very successful. Jimmy's voice uh, tended to be more lightweight, uh, while his brother's was simply one of one to die for. And uh, by 1966, Jimmy's career had already soared in Britain. Uh, the public had wholeheartedly warmed to this quietly spoken giant. Going to give her all the love I've got and I've passed away were both big hits for him, both spanning uh, 1966 to 69 uh, were his third and fourth hits but uh, the one we're going to play actually is a huge one what becomes of the broken hearted here is jimmy ruffin Jimmy Ruffin, the wonderful voice of Jimmy Ruffin, what becomes of a broken-hearted. Well, I was telling you a bit about the uh, Motor Town Review. Let's tell you a bit more about that. For a start, the reviews uh, generate considerable income, sometimes as much as $15,000 a night. Uh, this income was often sent uh, directly back to Motown in Detroit in order to pay the office staff and musicians at West Grand Boulevard in Hitsville in USA. In the long term, putting all the Motown acts on one bill helped little in act gain greater exposure. If the donations were, they'd help sell the show and build up a following 
for the Supremes and Martha Reeves and Vandells and, and so on. You know. And the Motortown Review started after a series of conversations between Barry Gordy, Thomas Bean Bowles and Esther Gordy Edwards. It kicked off with a date at the Boston Arena on the 2nd of November 1962 before playing 19 cities in 23 days, including 15 dates in the Deep South. The tour was uh, promoted by Henry Wayne's supersonic attractions, although initially hesitant to handle a tour with only four of Motown's acts and were guaranteed to attract an audience, he was cajoled by Esther into taking the entire tour at a price considerably higher than he had originally anticipated. So 45 people finally climbed aboard the Motortown Review. Singers, musicians, chaperones, stagehands and administrative personnel were all squeezed onto a bus and five cars. It's incredible. I mentioned uh, the Temptations there. We're going to have a track now from them. This actually comes from uh, July 1966. It was their third uh, hit and it got to number 21. And uh, as I say, this is The Temptations. It's called Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Uh, sort of original kind of Tamla Motown artist to one that actually uh, didn't join until uh, the 70s or didn't have a hit till the 70s and that is the Commodores uh, US male vocal instrumental group uh, led by of course Lionel Richie uh, also had William King Ronald LaPrade uh, Thomas McClay Walter Orange and uh, Millen Williams uh, in the uh, in the lineup who actually uh, Williams died on the 9th of July 2006 they had 121 uh, 
weeks on the charts. And one we're going to play in a moment, a really big hit, of course, for them, Three Times a Lady. But first we're going to play one that actually surprisingly wasn't a hit for them, uh, and this is called Brickhouse. Interesting with Steve G.
sound of the Commodores three times a lady well for a company uh, that presented a one big happy family image Motown was often anything but the tour bus uh, was effectively divided in two musicians rode in the in the back and the artists sat up front accordingly the rear se- seats were known as Harlem and those at the front uh, were called Broadway Artists who were happy to fall around with the musicians, most notably actually Stevie Wonder, uh, but afraid to agonise their fellow artists, sat uncomfortably in the middle. For most of the artists, this was their first time out on the road and their nervousness often showed. The worldly wise musicians, invariably older, carried considerable quantities of liqueur, marijuana and guns about them. The administrative personnel had uh, their work cut out, trying to stop drinking and smoking on the bus. Likewise, fraternisation was discouraged between the female artists and the musicians. Well, let's have another track now from uh, The Temptations. This is called Just My Imagination. Just 
imagination from the temptations well just a moment ago we mentioned stevie wonder and uh, he was a u.s male vocalist and pianist his actual real name was steve land judkins and he was the legendary blind songwriter and live favorite responsible for the top-selling motown single of all time i just called to say i love you which sold an incredible 1.8 million copies in the uk alone it's actually sold 8.5 million singles in the uk since 1966 and had 432 weeks on the charts uh, and the one we're going to play actually is uh, a, a, a single which is really loved very much and certainly i i think it's a great single got a number 11 for nine weeks on the charts in february 73 it's called superstition Uh-huh. 
has never sounded so good. Castle Down FM 104.7. Sounds interesting with Steve G. Someone who needs me Someone I've needed so long For once unafraid I can go where life leads me Somehow I know I'll be strong For once I can touch What my heart used to dream of Long before I do Oh, someone warm like you Hurt me, not like it's hurt me before. For once, I have something I know won't desert me. I'm not alone anymore. in my life well we're going to uh, play something by Michael Jackson now uh, you know he went from a sweet voiced prodigy with a Jackson 5 to a self-styled king of pop superstardom and even if you believe just a fraction of what uh, has been written about him there's little doubt that Michael Jackson is truly unique a multi-millionaire uh, since his teens he has sold more records than any other living performer uh, inspired a whole host of imitators rubbed shoulders with everyone from Ronald Reagan to Benny Hill and roused a, a generation with his stunning videos and best-selling albums uh, Michael Joseph Jackson was born on the 29th of August 1958 in Gary, uh, Indiana, and he was the seventh child of Joe and Catherine Jackson. Four years later, he joined brothers Jermaine, Tito, 
Jack A. Marlin to form the Jackson 5, and Michael soon took over lead singing for the group. He also played bongos. The Jackson 5 uh, signed with Motown in 1969, and within a year had notched up four number one hits. Yet Motown were already nurturing Michael as a star in his own right alongside the group, and the title track of his first solo album, Got to Be There, hit the charts in November 1971. The album Ben uh, followed in 1972, and again the title cut, this time a film tie-in concerning a rat, was a big transatlantic hit. He sang it uh, the following year at the Academy Awards, but solo work would soon take second place to the family group as they severed actually their links with Motown and then joined Epic Records. So let's have a track from Michael Jackson. This is called Rockin' Robin. Jackson there with uh, Rocking Robin. Well, let's talk men and the brothers Isley, whose careers were more successful in Britain than in their home country, even though that success was confined to the same singles. And what we mean by that was that upon their original release in 1966, This Old Heart of Mine and I Guess I'll Always Love You peaked in the top 50. When reissued, though, in 1968 and 1969, respectively, both soared into the top 10. On the other hand, Behind a Painted Smile from 1967 started his life as a B-side until Motown UK decided it would be good to flick it over. And that decision gave O'Kelly, Roland and Rodolf a top five smash. Uh, And he says, I told Berry I had this song and he laughed at me, but said, 
Go on then, get yourself into the studio and do it. We cut it, and when Barry uh, heard it, he said it was a top 20 record, said Junior Walker about Shotgun. And the prediction was right, actually, because when it was released in Britain in 1965, it became a top five hit. I'm a Roadrunner followed a year later, his second UK hit, and deservedly so. Great, blustery, noisy sounds that command dancing to the floor. But we're going to play that one. We just uh, mentioned that first one. This old heart of mine is weak for you, the Isley Brothers.
FM, online and through your smart speakers. This is Castle Down FM. News update. From the Sky News Centre at 8, Rishi Sunak says the chaos which unfolded in the House of Commons last night was very concerning. Speaker Sir Lindsay Hoyle sparked fury by going against convention and allowing MPs to debate three proposals on a Gaza ceasefire. It had been tabled by the SNP. The usual ways in which Parliament works were changed. Now my understanding is that the Speaker has apologised for what happened and is reflecting on that. But I think the important point here is that we should never let let extremists intimidate us into changing the way in which Parliament works. More than 60 MPs have signed a motion of no confidence in Sir Lindsay. An inquest ruled a teenager who fell off a cliff during a scouts trip in North Wales in 2018 was unlawfully killed by leaders. Ben Leonard suffered a head injury after the fall at Great Orm. A minister's admitted some genuine criminals could be exonerated under plans to resolve the post office scandal, but says it's a price worth paying. Kevin Hollenrake set out the details of government legislation that will clear the names of sub-postmasters whose cases meet certain criteria. Keith Bell was convicted because of faulty IT software at his branch in Teesside. He says it just needs sorting. To get the convictions quashed and overturned, that's vital. That's, nothing can happen until that happens. So hopefully with the statement today, we're, we're getting closer. Alexei Navalny's mother's accused Russian officials of trying to blackmail her into holding his funeral behind closed doors. The Putin critic died at a penal colony last week. Paralympic sport legend Tani Gray-Thompson's praised the London Marathon for stepping up. It's been announced wheelchair athletes and able-bodied runners will get the same prize money. And the family of Strictly dancer Robin Windsor have thanked fans for their outpouring of love following his death aged 44. They've also called for an end to constant speculation about the cause. That's the latest. I'm Fader Silver. We are, we are Castle Down FM. Castle Down FM. Sounds interesting. With Steve G. Yeah, what we're doing tonight is uh, we're looking at Tamla Motown and, and the influence and, and the great artists that it had. So let's start off with uh, one from Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. This is called The Tears of a Clown.
a great one. It's Tears of a Clown. Mostly Robinson and the Miracles. Well, post-war New York saw a massive expansion in the demand for and availability of black musical talent. Harlem changed from being a predominantly sort of white entertainment centre to a focus for black musicians and audiences. And the Apollo Theatre was at the forefront, along with the Savoy Pool Room and the Cotton Club. The prevalent music was the big band jazz of Cab Calloway, uh, Lionel Hampton and Erskine Hawkins and the Apollo was immortalised in 1962 where James Brown cut his seminal Live at the Apollo album there a tribute to its enthusiastic audiences but they were also renowned as black music's most demanding audience and it was only after Stevie Wonder won an ovation there that Motown boss Barry Gordy was convinced of Wonder's commercial appeal, releasing the live Fingertips album which duly became uh, Wonder's first hit. We're going to play uh, now a track from Stevie Wonder. This is called Isn't She Lovely?
Yeah, Mr. Stevie Wonder, isn't she lovely? Well, uh, somebody who was lovely, of course, was Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. And uh, they were a US female vocal trio, Martha Reeves, Annette Beard, uh, who's replaced actually by Betty Kelly and Rosalind Ashford. And uh, they've actually started off on the stateside uh, um, record label with Dancing in the Street. But then they moved to Tamla Motown in 65 and had hits right through to 72, sort of nine hits actually. Um, but we're going to play one that wasn't a hit, uh, not in this country. Uh, this is called Love is Like a Heat Wave. <laughs> like a heat wave <coughs> well the mighty ladies uh, three actually which we're going to mention now from uh, Tamla Motown were the Marvettes Marvel Reeves and the Vandalinas which you just heard there and the Supremes they actually toured together in America on a regular basis and quite often Kim Weston and Mary Wells would join them it uh, never happened here of course and it does give a different slant on the girls night out doesn't it well, let's uh, have this one, actually. This is another uh, lady, Tammy uh, Terrell, and this is All I Do Is Think About You. Well, 
certainly in the first hour about the motor town review and about how difficult it was on on the bus you know with relationships etc but if the atmosphere on the bus was less than harmonious that which awaited the review in the south was distinctly hostile freedom marches boycotts and uh, sit-ins which had begun with the montgomery bus boycott in 1955 were gathering pace by 1962 uh, freedom writers uh, both black and white students from the north were on the road in buses not unlike Motown's and uh, Michelin license plates stuck out like a sore thumb in southern highways and it was often difficult to find a restaurant that would serve the visitors. Facing uh, this discrimination helped actually to ease the tension between artists and musicians with the latter often riding shotgun in the back of the bus. Uh, Bean Bowles had a busy time on the tour as a road manager. He collected the money and arranged for it to be sent back to Detroit. He critiqued the show and often against all odds he battled to keep the show to schedule. And the nervousness of the performance can hardly have helped. In latter years Bowles would recall uh, Georgiana Dobbins of Marvettes walking on the stage chewing gum exclaiming God dog, look at all these people like she was doing a church or a high school benefit. Somehow the tour got through the first stage unscathed. But it wasn't to last. But more about that maybe later. This is the Marvelettes with, please, Mr. Postman. 
voice of Tidworth and Ludger Schull. Heard around the world. We are Castle Down FM. Sounds interesting with Steve G. When I became of age, my mother called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up now. Pretty soon you'll take a bride. And then she said, just because you become a young man now, there's still some things that you don't understand now. Before you ask some girl for a hand now, keep your freedom for as long as you can now. My mama told me, you better shop around. Uh, the Miracles there on a track called uh, Shop Around. Well, actually, the Miracles didn't have uh, that many hits actually in, in, the, in the UK. They did uh, elsewhere and certainly in America. Um, and uh, earlier in the programme, I talked about the Ruffin uh, brothers. And, and Jimmy Ruffin actually was very successful in this country. He had 106 uh, chart, uh, weeks on the charts. He was a U.S. male vocalist. And we actually played What Becomes of the Broken Hearted uh, from October 66, which was his very first hit. But his brother, David Ruffin, uh, didn't actually have that many ch- chart hits at all. Um, he had had some uh, with The Temptations that he, he recorded. But on his own, he only actually had two U.K. Uh, chart entries. One was in January 76, Walk Away from Love, which got to number 10. And in September, September 85, A Night at the Apollo Live, um, which which got to number 58, and interesting that we mentioned Apollo Theatre uh, just uh, a little while ago. Anyway, we're, we're going to have a track, nevertheless, from him. This is called One of These Days. Well, in one of these days, I'm going to find 
Typical kind of Tamla Motown sound. Uh, a band I'm now going to uh, include actually weren't a Tamla Motown artist, but they were very much influenced by the Tamla Motown artists and, and sounds. And uh, but they didn't have that many chart hits or, or weeks on the charts. And that is the Box Tops, a UK male, uh, sorry, US male vocal instrumental group, Alex Chilton, who died on the 17th of March. 2010, Bill Cunningham, John Evans, Danny Smythe and Gary Talia. Just had 33 weeks on the charts and that came from just three chart entries. Uh, in August 69, Soul Deep, which got to number 22. In March 68, Cry Like a Baby got to number 15. And the one we're going to play from September 67, which got to uh, number 5 and had 12 weeks on the charts, was this one from the box stops. This is called The Letter. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter well, she wrote me a letter, said she couldn't live without me no more. Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more? Anyway, yeah, give me a ticket for an aeroplane. Ain't got time to take a fast train. Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home. My baby sister wrote me a letter. When she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah, give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter My baby just wrote me a letter Thank <laughs> you. 
boxed off there with uh, the letter. And when I was a very young boy, I remember my sister buying that record, and I thought then, what a great record it was, and it certainly has stood the test of time. Uh, we're going to now have uh, Edwin Starr. Now, he was a US male vocalist. His real name was Charles Hatcher, and he died on the 2nd of April 2003, and he was aged just 61. He had 70 weeks on the on the charts. Um, his first chart hits would stop her on site, SOS, from May 66, but that was on the Polydor label. He then had two other singles, uh, which were hits on uh, the Polydor label, before moving to Tamla Motown, uh, with his first one for them was 25 Miles in September 69, but it got to number 36. But the one we're going to play, which was his biggest hit ever, got to number 3, spent 12 weeks on the charts uh, in from October 1970. This is called War. Keep up 
uh, Edwin Starr there and uh, War. Well, unlike uh, many of the acts that were with Tumblr Motown, uh, our, our Dean Taylor was actually a white um, uh, white uh, composer and uh, performer. And uh, he surprised everyone, actually, with his second and very wet single, Gotta See Jane. It was a top 20 UK hit in 1968, a wonderful slice of ingenuity, even though one feels obliged to pull on a pair of wellies while listening to it. The song explains why, and upon signing with Motown in 1965, Taylor recorded for the company's VIP label, later switching to the newly formed Rare Earth subsidiary in 1970, and went on to work with Brian Holland, excelled at composing for other acts, uh, the Supremes being one, and Paul Peterson, uh, another one which immediately comes to mind. And unlike many writers, his name can be seen credited on record labels. But let's uh, have a listen to that one I was talking about. Gotta see Jane, R.D. Dean Taylor.
FM 104.7 and 107.6 through your smart speaker. Play Castle Down FM and online via the World Wide Web. We are Castle Down FM. Sounds interesting with Steve G. and hold her tight but right then the time begins to drag when she starts searching through her bag she says just a moment please i can't find my keys and here's what happens while he's waiting for us please she pulls out lipstick powder bubble gum and bobby pins but she can't find her keys She can't find her keys. Her keys. Mail file, school books, and autograph of baby, and she can't find with ease. But I'm standing here waiting for a good night kiss, cause she can't find her keys. Out gumdrops, glasses, magazines, and tangerines, but she can't find her keys. Presley records, hairspray, and jelly beans, but she can't find her keys. Eyebrow pencils, perfume, and potato chips, and portable batteries. But I'm standing here waiting for a good night kiss, cause she can't find her keys. Well, that's uh, Paul Peterson there with a track called She Can't Find Her Keys. And uh, maybe that's something that we've all had at times, you know, can't find your keys to your, your car or whatever. Well, this next little part of the story that I'm going to tell you uh, actually might well have been a bit of a relief, actually, to everyone if the keys hadn't been found. Because I was telling you about the Motortown Review and the Motor t- Motown uh, US tours from 64 to 65. Well, on Thanksgiving Day in 1962, one of the few, very few days off that the crew had, uh, Bowles was taken his next venue in Miami in a station wagon driven by Ed McFarland Jr. And in the early morning, with the sun just under the horizon and the rain pouring down, a truck carrying oranges appeared ahead of them. And despite evasive action, a smash occurred, killing McFarland instantly and badly injuring Bowles. And Bowles' first concern when a state patrolman appeared on the scene was the $12,000 in his pocket and a few thousand in his briefcase. The money was vital to Motown, but as luck would have it, the patrolman concerned uh, turned out to be, in the words of one reporter, the only honest cop for 500 miles. And Motown received its money, but the tour was in danger of total collapse, with Bowles confined to hospital. 
Esther Gordy Edwards set off immediately to supervise the rest of the tour, and against all the odds, the review finished with something of a triumph, with nine dates at the premier black venue, Harlem's Apollo Theatre, that I was telling you about a little while ago. Well, one of the surprising Tamla Motown artists was Edward Hawkins, and particularly surprising was this particular kind of a churchy uh, track that they came out with, Oh Happy Day.
That's the Edward Hawkins singers there. Oh, happy day. Well, we're going to uh, play a track uh, now from Mary Wells. Now, Mary Wells actually was a US, UK, US female vocalist who died on the 26th of July 1992, and she was only 49 when she died. She only actually had uh, 25 weeks on the charts, and uh, most of those, in fact, 24 of those were with a particular track which we're going to play in a minute which was called My Guy the only other track that actually got anywhere on a chart for just one week and it got number 50 was Once Upon a Time so we're going to play a non-chart entry of hers, this is called Two Wrongs Don't Make a Right I took your
music for every generation. Castle Down FM 104.7. Sounds interesting with Steve G. Distinctive voice she had, didn't she? Well, uh, L. Van Dyke was a company name of considerable note. As a conductor, musician and keyboardist, he was an integral innovator of the sound of the world, came to love and a passion. All For You, recorded under the label name Earl Van Dyke and the Soul Brothers, was issued during 1965 and a B-side to the UK released 6x6 five years later. And anything actually released by this late and wonderful craftsman is worth a fortune in its original form. So do go and look at your old singles. We're going to play one now by Earl Van Dyke and uh, the uh, Soul Brothers. And this is called I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch.
Mr. L. Van Dyke and the Soul Brothers there. Well, we're just about out of time again, I'm afraid, this week, but uh, just time to tell you about next week. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at uh, two of the music festivals that are happening, the Cropperty Festival in near Banbury, in, in Cropperty, and also uh, the... Um, Wickham Festival in Hampshire, not uh, too far from our studios here and uh, our FM uh, area. But uh, before we do that, I just want to play you one last uh, track, and that's from the Jackson 5. Well, the Jackson 5 actually on the 31st of January 1970 attained their first US number one, which was with I Want You Back. And uh, very, very successful. They had 253 weeks on the UK uh, charts, singles charts, and the one we're going to play for you is from uh, February 1973. It got to number nine, spent ten weeks there, and it's called Doctor My Eyes.
FM, online and through your smart speakers. This is Castle Down FM. News update.